0: You're listening to The 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there, thank you for joining us on uh, The 515 Podcast today. This is episode 31. Uh, Jason Priestmore here with John Wayne McMahon. John, how are you doing today? You know, I am excited about some cold weather coming in. That, um, actually I was talking to my coworkers who are all up north, in wisconsin yeah of course did you tell them we're getting in the they deep, 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 deep today <laughs> i'm like it was 71 today i'm wearing it as yeah, you can tell here yeah. i'm wearing these shorts mm-hmm. and a t-shirt and um i went out this morning it was really uncomfortable and then i went out get, to get the mail this afternoon and i regretted it immediately as soon as i opened the door i was like it's too cold yeah um but
1: i like it because it's, it's still texas because cold for us is 50 yes i'm still playing a a playoff sand volleyball game tonight that's volleyball yeah yeah in the winter yeah that's gonna be
0: amazing <laughs> in december and then that's gonna be awesome i'd love to watch that yeah uh, except it's too cold for me to go outside and sit there um so we are uh entering in the new a new sermon series this of course is uh advent which yeah. is nothing new we've we've had we've done this every year for the past yeah, however forever. long we've been alive and going and going to church. Yeah, um, but we're kind of putting a different spin on it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the title of this week's sermon was "Reclaiming Hope." Yes, and uh, just a side note, I'm reclaiming. Um, Uh, audio elements from past podcasts for this week's to kind of uh, (laughs) just kind of reuse and and bring new life to some. Yeah.
1: Reclaiming is, yeah. Yeah. You're just going to edit it all together.
0: Yes. So if
1: I bomb this, then you can just take old snippets that I've shared and piece it in.
0: False. Actually, I'm just going (laughs) to, I'm going to play your bomb and publish that. And that's all everybody's going to hear. Okay. Uh, But no, why don't you kind of talk to us about um, where we're headed with this sermon and some of the uh, reclaiming things that we've done as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we had new series, Making Things New, um, is really, uh, as we were considering where God was leading us during Advent, we felt there was a need for some stability. And so there is some traditional Advent, Advent um, thematic elements to what we're doing so each week we're focusing on the four major themes of advent mm-hmm. that is the historical church traditional church has always looked at which is hope joy peace and love um and so uh, this past week we looked at hope but but in this making things new we're um playing off of this idea as we were looking as we were meeting with uh, families that have gone through hurricane harvey and you know, something kept coming up as we were thinking about the community in Kingwood and, and, and what we've been through this year. And and people kept saying they're looking forward to, to Christmas or to the holidays to to make new memories or to get back to normal and, and like to try and re. Gain or grab onto something that had been taken away, yeah. and so our hope or our inspiration, as we moved into this time of Advent, was to say that hope, joy, peace, and love are are actually that which can't be taken away from us. Mm-hmm. That 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 in Jesus Christ, uh, we have those those elements, those promises. That um that are that persevere through uh, circumstances that we face in this life, um, that cannot be taken away from us by a hurricane, by uh, broken marriage, by you know you name it, mm-hmm. and so that's really big for us, but we celebrate Advent every year forever because yeah. we need to be reminded of that. And so that we're reclaiming these things in our life. We're reminding ourselves that hope, joy, peace, and love is, is the very central uh, movement of, of Jesus's movement. And mm-hmm. so, um, that's what we're grabbing onto. And and that's kind of where we went with this last week. And so, uh, so the elements we introduced, well, there's a lot of cool decorations that went in there, but some of the really neat ones is that uh, like we built some of these trees and some of these pallet, uh, decorative pallet walls and these, these Christmas trees out of pallets and and they're neat and really cool to look at. But the best part about them is we grabbed wood from, um, local houses and businesses that were flooded and we used, um, put some of that characteristic and use that wood to build those elements as a way of saying uh, we went through something difficult, but with God's grace, uh, here we are and we're standing and we're going to celebrate his promises um, in this season. And so I'm really excited about this time. It was a great start to the season. And um, I just can't wait to see what God does in our community over the next several
0: weeks. Yeah, it's great. So those elements now are really I'm thinking both of the board the uh, the the bulletin boards if you will when you walk in the mm-hmm. on the wall and also the trees they have interwoven those yeah. kind of the uh, um the those wood, messages yeah the messages you know mm-hmm. it, it's 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 a literal there's a piece of wood that came from someone's house yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was um, you know destroyed or or, or damaged and we're making something good out of it, so yeah. I really like I really like that yeah. a lot. And I think it looks great. I've seen, um, of course, I saw in person. I was kind of helping do a lot yeah. of that, um, and at the service, but also all the photos I've seen online. Mm-hmm. It just like inspires me. It looks like each time I see it, I'm seeing it yeah. anew. So
1: yeah, it's a, it's an exciting time. And and they also the message is that um, not only does God do that for us, but He does that through us, right? And so the statement we're making is that by God's grace, we're gonna bounce back. And we're gonna be fine, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be better together uh, as we as we move through some of the the tough circumstances that we face in this life, particularly God's church at mm-hmm. King William Methodist. I think that um, that we are for, we are better because of of the way that we responded and trusted, for the Lord to lead us, uh, through that time. And so that's what we're celebrating with those things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we mentioned already that, you know, we celebrate or we, uh, observe Advent every single year. Um, why, why is that? Why is the Advent season and the story, um, so important to, I guess, both to the church, but also to us as people? Well, think
1: about it. We're, we're fickle people and we are easily distracted. So, the liturgical calendar, uh, the way that we practice Lent and Advent and mm-hmm. different um, religious holidays, the way that we do, different seasons of liturgical calendar, that's all to keep us in this um, this cycle of trusting the Lord. And, and it's what forms us as a community. Uh, think about anything that you do in life that is repetitive. It shapes and forms who you are, mm-hmm. right? And so like... Uh, When you're teaching your kids, don't don't watch all those, you know, bad movies or play all those bad video (laughs) games, because what we do over and over and over again forms and shapes us. Um, And so this is the same thing with liturgy. We do things over and over again because it shapes and forms us. And so Advent is something that shapes and forms us. It reminds us of God reinserting himself into uh, Israel's story, but also our story. Mm-hmm. It reminds us that God is still inserting himself into our story today. And, and also in very, very primarily, like, I don't know if the church always knows this or, or the people that come to church always know this, but it's reminding us and it's helping us to look forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So Advent is not all about Babe in a manger.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it is.
1: It is really looking forward to Jesus coming back. Mm-hmm. And so while we are looking expectingly to Christmas Eve and we're going to celebrate uh, what it was like for for God to step into our story, we are also at the same time looking hopefully and um, expectingly into the future when God will make all things new and when He will. Um, he will restore us and 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 make us fully a people, and we will be with him for all eternity. and And so that's that's something that Advent's about, and why we we always hold on to it and practice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So you know, I, I guess it's also um, it's good to look at it through the different lenses we have in our lives. You know, when you're a child, the Advent story means one thing, um, and then as you go older and, and hear it time and again, it's Good to retell a story, yeah, because I think you probably get more, yeah. something different out of it than you did when you were a five year old waiting, sure, you know, for to open presents after dinner, absolutely, uh, or, or whatever. And, and now, um, you're thinking more, like you said, looking forward towards that second coming, um, and how we can prepare ourselves for that, yeah, um, uh, yeah, okay, I get yeah. that, I like that, yeah, absolutely. So, speaking of the story, I mean. Um, that was one thing we didn't touch on this week. And yeah. and, and I'm thinking, okay, growing up, I'm used to um, the angels come and like, hey, everybody, it's time for yeah. something's about to happen. You got no
1: Mary Joseph. You got no... We pon- didn't get any yeah. donkey rides. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm really disappointed. You got no census. No. You got no, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So So
0: um, what the heck? You know, we, we got,
1: <laughs> So we, what's the deal? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this week we looked at Isaiah chapter 40. Um, and what's interesting, and, and again, let me refer back to what I was talking about with Advent, that that Advent is not just about the Christmas story, but it's also about um, Jesus restoring all things. And so so when we talked to this week about reclaiming hope, we have hope because Jesus came, but we also have hope because Jesus will come again. Mm-hmm. And so that is that's really important. So when we looked at Isaiah 40, but at the same time, Isaiah is a very interesting book. I mean, it's a huge, ginormous book, but some scholars call Isaiah the fifth gospel. You ever heard that before?
0: I don't no, I don't know about that.
1: It's because huh. Isaiah tells the story of the Messiah. Yeah. Now, he does it prophetically uh-huh. and 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 the the prophet of that book is is telling the story of the Messiah and in weird kind of prophetic ways and kind of masked ways, but it's ways that 500 years before Jesus, Jesus is here, he's talking about that um, cool. all throughout the book. And so... That's really a a big reason why you see Isaiah Mm -hmm. pop up in in the Advent readings and and some of the Advent texts. Um, But also, it's Israel's hope looking for the Messiah, and and that's why the prophet's writing on it. So this past week, when we looked at hope, we, we looked at Isaiah 40, which is right on the cusp it's the very first chapter of the second section of the book of isaiah so chapters 1 through 39 uh, the prophet is calling israel to trial basically you guys have sinned you've fallen into judgment you're headed towards exile this is not good not good not good Um, and he just is a Debbie downer, like everyone thinks (laughs) everything's going okay. But when chapter 39 comes to an end, we realize he was right Mm -hmm. and, and they were headed towards exile and they ended up in exile. And then chapter 40 immediately is a voice from God saying, comfort my people, uh, speak tenderly to, uh, to Israel, tell her that her sins are forgiven, um, that, that I will make uh, every mountain, I'll make every high spot level and I will raise up every valley and like this very yeah. hopeful message that comes um, from the prophet. And, and that's because uh, what what Isaiah or the prophet in that is saying is there's going to come a time, there's going to be someone coming from the wilderness that is going to reinsert himself into the story. God is going to send a servant that is going to save us. Mm-hmm. Um the, there's great contrast that help, happens in Isaiah. Isaiah is trying to tell Israel that you were supposed to be the servant. You're supposed to be God's servant to the world, and you have failed. And so God's going to send a new servant. So yeah. it's so full of hope, a servant that can't fail, that that mm-hmm. will accomplish what he's supposed to do. Um, so it's a beautiful story that plays out there, and that's that's kind of why we work through that as well.
0: Oh, that's cool. So you were, you were telling me earlier how... Um, how this hope, and I don't. Maybe I'm jumping ahead, but how this hope really was the 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 Israelis, um, Israelites. You got it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> expecting one thing, yeah. but getting another. And yeah. I and I yeah. think I think back to Batman. You know, he's he's not the hero we want, but he's the hero that we deserve. <laughs> yeah. Is is it kind of like that? Is is this the the uh, Israeli Batman?
1: Why that? is he running, Daddy? <laughs>
0: I wonder how many people got that. Get, <laughs> write in. Yeah. Tell us uh, your favorite Batman quote.
1: Yeah. So um, it is something really interesting. And it's it's. I think this is the way we can make it applicable for those of us uh, listening this week is um, the Israelites they or the 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 prophet is going to encourage and God is going to speak hope into the situation. Uh, but what they're asking for, what they want is not what they get. Yeah. Uh, they're asking for a Davidic king. They're asking for someone that's going to rule and wipe out the enemies. And it's interesting because even the disciples are the same way. The disciples, they follow Jesus, and they they're expecting Jesus to do all kinds of things. You, you tell, uh, you see Peter rebuking Jesus when he says he's going to yeah. go and give up his life, and you yeah. see uh, we see Judas, who is probably someone who um, is like. Uh, kind of a rebel, kind of a uh, someone who is a zealot uh, who is ready for God's people to to wipe out the enemies, mm-hmm. and so he becomes impatient with Jesus and the and the approach that Jesus is going. That their expectations are just all over the place, and so what they want is not what they get. Yeah. They want another Davidic king who is going to wipe everything out and rule by the sword. Yeah. Think about uh, Palm Sunday when mm-hmm. when he enters in, but what they get is crucifixion. What they get is Jesus giving his life so that we can have hope, joy, and peace, and love. And that is crazy. So they don't get what they want, but they get what they needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is critical. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because I think for for us, we need to consider the expectations of the Israelites and the disciples, and we need to consider our own expectations. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Um, I think what's critical for that, and it's something that we should th- think about, Jason, is to get the most out of Advent, like when we're... You know, when we're with our families and when we're spending time with mm-hmm. with with loved ones and things like that, I think we can enter into Christmas with some presuppositions or some plans or things that we just expect to go a certain way, and we know how Christmas Eve's going to look. We know what's going to happen yeah. for the most part. Some of us that have had flooded homes, that I know that's that's crazy. Kids coming home and we don't know where they're going to stay and things like that. <laughs> yeah, really. But the point I want to make is that I don't want your expectations to get in the way of what God may do in your life. Mm-hmm. And so during this Advent, it's a reminder that God inserts himself into our stories in ways that we don't even know we need, uh, but we do. And so to be expectant and to look for the little details or look for the um, the ways in which God is, is working in, in your life and in your family's life during this season, I think that's really important for yeah. Advent.
0: It's like that story I told before about um, my dad seeing those guys on the side of the road and we, went yeah. and we invited them. That was Christmas Eve you yeah. know, to come and um, we gave them extra presents that they had nothing and, you know, we had too much, you know? So yeah. look for that kind of, kind of opportunity yeah. um, around you. That's, that's easy. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's easy. Well, sometimes giving up and sacrificing is hard to do, yeah. But, but, yeah. but if you think about it uh, and maybe it's not just some stranger on the side of the road, maybe it's your neighbor who, yeah. Who lost their tree and all their ornaments that they, you know, they've been collecting all years. Or something and like that.
1: especially and for this week, like we just got to hold onto the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And I think that's so huge. The point I was trying to make Sunday and the point that we heard from Melinda Dodd's testimony, by the way, if you weren't with us Sunday and you haven't seen Melinda Dodd's testimony, you need to check that out. Uh, we have it on social media. Mm-hmm. You can find it on Facebook. Just powerful. It uh, gets right at the heart of what we're talking about here. But um Specifically for this week, I, I want us to think about hope because hope, I think, in at least the way I I've experienced it, hope is a power that is unlike much that we create or can have in this life. Hope is something that carries us through really things that we don't know how else to deal with. Oh yeah. For um, sure. I mean, obviously think about Hurricane Harvey. I mean, Melinda talked about that a lot. But um, what, what, the way I put it Sunday was that the Christian hope is, is just a, a huge power because it is a belief in a future that is not yet realized, but it's already accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean is, is that um, when we think of Jesus coming again, like even through the worst that we can experience in this life, we have a hope that cannot be taken away. So it is a hope that is in a future that is all the story's already written. We already know how it's yeah. going to go. So it's in a future that's already accomplished, mm-hmm. but not yet realized. And so that, that gives me the, the power, the courage to face whatever I may face in this life. I know that's easier said uh, than lived. Yeah. Um but I want us to lean into that with with all that we have because I truly believe hope is something that is enduring and perpetual and it's contagious and so it's I think that's really important.
0: Yeah, and Melinda nailed it when those the neighbors asked her how can you be so Yeah. encouraging, you know, yeah, through yeah. And throughout all yeah. this. Yeah. How are you making it through this? How are you yeah, how are you so upbeat? And it's like, well, that's the answer right there, you know. Yeah. So Yeah, that was a perfect uh, message she had. And talk about uh, divine kind of intervention, putting that in front of all of us. I know, uh, I know, that's right. So how can we show how can we show hope to people who don't understand what Advent is? Um, If a lot of people, it's still a foreign concept. I mean, Christmas, the commercials come on in in late September, uh, early October. Uh, The decorations go up pretty quick. And that's all people know about Christmas. Yeah. But we know that there's more, and and, and we're obviously entering into a, a really in-depth kind of study of that Advent season. So how do we explain that, specifically hope for this week, too?
1: Well, first first just know that even if you're not going through some of the things that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. uh, hopelessness is all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just everywhere. And so that's critical for me to know that, no matter who I might run into, mm-hmm. they may be going through something terrible. And in the holidays, man, depression and things like that, they just, they snowball, yeah. right? And so that's something that we have to remember. I, I have a Billy Graham cro- a quote that I couldn't get in the sermon the other day, but Billy Graham said this, our world today so desperately hungers for hope, yet uncounted people have almost given up. There is despair and hopelessness on every hand. Let us be faithful in proclaiming the hope that is in Jesus Christ. And so to your question, Jason, um, I think that we need to understand this, that if for those of us that are in Christ, um, by our very proximity to Jesus, we are able to bring hope to people that are trapped in despair. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So by my very proximity to Jesus Christ, my relationship of being in Christ and Christ living in me, no matter what I say, I, I don't even have to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. By my very proximity to Jesus, I can bring hope to those that are trapped in despair, that are going through something really difficult. And again, if hope is that power that is enduring and perpetual and, and contagious... Man, let's bring that message. Let's yeah. let's be near to people and let's see people and and um, lend a hand where we can mm-hmm. and and be hopeful because we believe this message with all that we have. Yeah. Like Melinda said, if she doesn't believe in this she should just go home. Yeah. There's just no, <laughs> it's there's so no true then if we don't believe in this message then we just decorated the church and yeah, it'll be fun, we'll you know trade some gifts and stuff like that but it won't have any power Mm -hmm. and i I think that we have a great opportunity to proclaim this into a a world that is full of hopelessness
0: yeah that's perfect yep so where do we go next week
1: so next week we are going with peace peace so we'll be looking at isaiah again isaiah chapter nine are
0: there any donkeys in the story
1: uh no okay well it references the babe in bethlehem so we we get to the jesus story a little bit isaiah chapter nine uh, then the next week we look at Joy, also Isaiah text. Mm-hmm. And then the the last uh, week we'll get to the Luke okay. Christmas story. So I
0: right.
1: uh, love entering into our story. A couple of cool things happened this week. We uh, uh, live streamed for the first time, yep. the Vine. And so uh, be checking out uh, that. We're working out some kinks and yeah. trying to get our feel for it. But we do want, um, for those of us that can't be in worship, uh, for that to be out there and uh, that's a neat thing, and also you can see the video later uh, on our Facebook page. Yeah, so,
0: so so live live streaming is is um, an art, not a science. It, right, it seems like, uh, and a lot of there's a lot of variables. There's the internet, and then all these other va- factors. Um, so it's it's encouraging to hear uh, your feedback and how if like if you did catch the the stream, maybe. Um, uh, for whatever reason you missed it or yeah. you're sitting during the service, you decide, Hey, I'm going to pull up Facebook and there yeah. it was again. I don't know what, what's going on, but if you did uh, catch it, we'd like to hear about your kind of your experience and some of that, that feedback, that would be really actually helpful yeah, yeah. Uh, for us to just know because uh, if we don't hear anything and you know, we're streaming for, for nothing, you know, but, but I know that there's folks out there who are traveling or, you know, for whatever reason uh, and it, when Facebook just kind of pops up on your phone and says, Hey, uh, Kingwood UMC is streaming live. You know, do you want to watch it? Um, we'd like to know how that kind of uh, finds you. That'd be great.
1: Yep, that'd be awesome. Hey, uh, this year uh, Vine Worship is gonna have two services, five and seven o'clock. Oh, cool. So, That's new. awesome. We'll, we'll give you all the rest of the times later. We'll yeah. have a um, a service in the morning because Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. So five a.m. No, seven p.m. No, no, is no. that what you? <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, traditional, have a service here. in the morning on, okay. on that Sunday. Uh, but the Vine has usually had a 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. service. We're going to add a 5 p.m. Okay. So awesome. uh, we can catch some of those young families and make yeah. that a little more convenient as well. But So 5 and 7 this year, that'd be awesome. There'll be a lot of cool things going on. Uh, if you got young kids, we're still doing the birthday party for Jesus at 11 o'clock awesome. in the morning. Yeah. So that'll be good. Yeah,
0: so I noticed uh, some of those announcement slides. So I guess be on the lookout. For yeah, be on the
1: lookout. That'll we, fill you. we got handouts and all kinds of stuff. It'll be posted on social media. Awesome. All right. We're well, looking forward to hearing from you guys and praying for you all the time. I hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Take care.